Yo, welcome back to the Fantasy Fixers Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Brown, and this is the week two recap slash waiver wire. This is the most important podcast you was listening to before your actual pickups tonight. As you know, this is my favorite day of the week. You're a mean one. You got to be the Grinch when it comes to the waiver wire. I have one of my uh, followers from the Facebook page, the Fantasy Fixers. If you're not following that, go follow it now. I have the quickest news on the on the on the market. Uh, Adam Schefter he calls me for news. Trust me, I'll have the fastest news in the business. Um, but one of my guys asked me. He was like, "Man, I I think I suck at fantasy." He said, "I think I'm going to be on too." And I said, "Hey, don't fret. I'm Winston Wolf from Pulp Fiction. I'm the fixer. That's why the, that's the name of my title of the podcast." The fantasy fixers. Because fantasy isn't won by your draft. It's won by the waiver wire. And my job is to fix your team to get you to the playoffs. It's all luck after that. But let's get into the injuries. Because it was a crazy weekend. Crazy weekend. And some substantial injuries to some big names. First on the docket is Tua Tugavaloa. Uh, His MRI came back negative. Brian Flores said he's dealing with a great deal of pain. Don't expect him to play soon. He has a rib injury. Uh, I guess we, as of right now, we don't know the severity, but it'll come down to pain tolerance. How much can he put up with? Or if he wears a flak vest. Um, it's not looking good. Jacoby Brissett will be the next man up. You won't be able to play anybody in this offense. Miles Gaskin is officially a sit. I don't like the split that he has with uh, Malcolm Brown. You're going to have to stand pat and just wait and see how this pans out for him in his backfield. Next up is Daryl Henderson. He from the L.A. Rams. Uh, he suffered pretty much the same injury, a rib injury. And uh, to come down to pain tolerance and functionality. Uh, Sony Michelle came in and played pretty good down the stretch in which he had 46 yards in the absence of Henderson. Um, you can go pick up Sony. Don't start him. They play Tampa Bay. No one has been able to play run against Tampa Bay for like two years. So he's not going to be startable, but he is one to monitor on your team if you have Daryl Henderson. Next up is Jarvis Landry of the Cleveland Browns. He has a MCL sprain. He's going to the IR, so he will be missing at least three games. Um, I guess you can play Odell. It's a little scary. It's a little frightening. I have to play some some scary music when you put him in the, in your lineups. But somebody has to catch the ball in Cleveland. All of, all of it can't go to Nick Chubb and Hunt the entire time. Somebody has to catch it. I don't expect it to be Anthony Schwartz, in which he's a burner. Uh, that's about it when it comes to the pass catchers. Hooper and Joku, I don't know which one to pick. They're, they're going to be splitting time. So crank Odell up, but it's scary. Good luck. All right, next up for the injury list is any San Francisco 49ers running back. All three got hurt. Elijah Mitchell, Jermichael Hasty, and Trey Sermon. Um, Jermichael, Jermichael Hasty, he has a high ankle sprain. I haven't seen the timeline, but it's usually four to six weeks. Uh, Trey Sermon, concussion, at least one week. And it was nasty. He, he was down for a second. So, And you can't even trust him. That's two weeks, which is crazy because he's a he's a second-round draft pick. Teams don't like looking stupid. They don't like drafting a guy high and not playing him. So this is, like, weird to me that they go with the sixth-round pick, even though I've been bullish on the 49ers run game all offseason. I guess because most part I've seen, I, I like Mostert. He looked like he shot out of cannon every time he runs the ball, but he's Derrick Rose at the same time. He's Barry Sanders and Derrick Rose. Like, what are you, you going to get? An injury. He's going to fly, but you're going to get an injury. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, 
Um, he got 17 carries, and I told you to pick him up. I still think it's a good pickup because you want the volume. Volume is king. You're not going to always get all the touchdowns, but 17 touches or 17 carries, rather, that's something you can depend on every week from any running back. So Elijah Mitchell is day-to-day um, with a shoulder injury. They think it was a stinger. I haven't seen any reports just yet. But uh, I'm still starting them next week. And they actually played good. Their defense played very well. Garoppolo looks a little shaky. So Trey Lance is going to be in here sooner than you expect. All right, next up is Carson Wentz of the Indianapolis Colts. He has two sprained ankles. I don't think I've ever seen a player have two sprained ankles in one game, but he did it. And I, initially I was like, how did this happen on one play? And come to find out, he sprained an ankle early in the game and he fought it out. So once he sprained the other one, he just couldn't even stand up on it at that point. And I knew something had happened that was bad because it was the, the game-winning drive and he wouldn't go in the game. I'm like, players live for that actual moment. Like, like I, I played basketball as a kid, and I, I can't – I've probably done this six million times in which you have the ball and you throw it half court. Three, two, one, and the ball breaks somebody's window or something because you missed. But anyway, um, players live for that moment. So I knew he was in dire straits if he couldn't get back on the field. Jacob Eason came in the game and – Threw a bullet pass straight to Jalen Ramsey. I'm like, what? Come on, that's the coach's fault. How do you not tell this guy, hey, avoid that guy that has number five on his jersey. His name is Jalen. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Don't throw it on his side. But it didn't happen, and they lost the game. All right, the last one we will discuss is Tyrod Taylor. Or Tyrod Taylor. It's not Tyrod. It's Tyrod. Oh, he had a hamstring injury week to week. This guy may have the worst luck ever. Um, from the benching of to get Nathan Peterman in the game when he was with the Bills, uh, hurt when he played with Cleveland and Mayfield took over, punctured his lung for the Chargers, and Herbert took over. Now he finally gets the job, and he was actually playing pretty well. I was about to curse. This is a clean show. He might have kids. But he was playing good, and Cooks was on fire. I want to say Cooks was having like 50% of the target share. But as long as Davis Mills is the backup and will be starting Thursday night against the Panthers, DST is the number one stream of the week for DSTs. The Panthers, go get them. They're actually the only DST that has scored double digits in back-to-back games. Um, But as long as Davis Mills is there, you have to pivot from all these guys, even Cooks. You can start them, but temper expectations like 100%. All right, let's start the week two recap with my beloved Saints. Uh, did y'all go to the parade last week? You know, the MVP slash championship parade for the Saints. Oh, it was floats, moon pies, women showing their bosoms for beads. It was a hoot. Told y'all to pump your brakes. This is the same guy who went 30 for 30, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Don't believe in one game. He threw 14 completions and 30% of those were touchdowns in the first week. Don't just jump on the bandwagon just yet. You have to wait and see. Just like we overreacted to Aaron Rodgers the first week, we did the same for Jameis Winston. Alvin Kamara had a bad game. This entire offense had a bad game, but a lot of it was due to COVID. So we lost a lot of starters. That is no excuse for this offense being this bad. Uh, Marquez Callaway, you can drop him. He shouldn't be owned at this point. All right, the Panthers won 26-7. In which uh, CMC, I don't need to talk about him. Robbie Anderson went three for six for 38 yards. 
He's a big play guy. It's going to be boom or bust. You're going to be frightened to play him every week. So DJ Moore is a guy in his offense. The last two weeks he has 19 targets. 8 for 11 this week for 79. And a touch. Uh, Sam Donald is going to be a good stream for all year because it's just so many weapons. But I think he'll be a good stream next week as, as well, going against the Houston Texans who give up two touchdowns a game. Uh, next up is the Bears beating the Bengals 20-17. to 17. Um, Dalton left the game early, so Justin Fields will most likely play in this next game considering uh, Dalton has a bone bruise. Um, this is Justin Fields' job to lose, honestly. If he plays a good game, they're going to continue to start him because you know what you have in Dalton. He's no backup. And Justin Fields just might give him a spark. I wouldn't play him immediately, but I think he has the same floor as rushing floor, as Lamar. I think he can get you 80 yards. And that's all you need, and that'll give you 20 points. That's all you want out of your streaming QB. Uh, Allen Robinson has been uh, QB proof from a, for a long time, considering he was able to get it done with Foles, Blake Bortles. Um, so you still have to start him, even if Justin Fields takes over. Or uh, Darnell Mooney is a name to monitor. I'm not saying to go get him just yet, but I will watch him to see how he plays with Fields. Um, David Montgomery was lackluster, um, but he did get the carries. Um, he got 20 carries. Actually, him and Joe Mixon had 20 carries. The only difference between the two was uh, 69 and 61 yards. So both had mediocre games that probably killed you, honestly, especially from the weeks that they had before when they boomed. You still have to play Jamar Chase. You still have to play T. Higgins and Boyd. This is a young, good receiving core. So Burrow will see better days. He went 19 for 30, two touchdowns, three picks. Uh, Tyler Boyle went 7 for 9, 73 yards. Didn't come away with a touchdown, but that's still a, a great uh, stat line if you're looking at your wide receiver 3 slash flex. All right, the Browns beat the Texans 31-21. And Tyrod Taylor is going out with Amstring. It'll be a short week. He won't play Thursday against the Panthers. Uh, before he went out, he was 10 for 11 for 125 yards and two touchdowns. He looked great. He had him on the ropes. But he's just one of those guys that if he didn't have bad luck, he wouldn't have any luck at all. Uh, let's go over the backfield breakdown. Um, I thought Mark Ingram was the guy in his offense. They have three guys that split in carries. And if you have three running backs, you have zero. You don't want any of these guys. You should run. Uh, Mark Ingram had 19 plays. David Johnson with 26. Lindsey with 14. 14 plays in which Lindsey came away with the touchdown. Um, you don't want any parts of these guys because you don't know who's going to score the touchdown. And they have Davis Mills at QB right now. So just stay away from this situation. Uh, Baker Mayfield looked shaky at first. Uh, he threw a pick, uh, almost lost his, his non-throwing shoulder trying to make a tackle. Hey, Baker, it's a reason why QBs throw a pick and run to the sideline because we need you for the offense, sir. So uh, hopefully here's this. Um, Jarvis Landry came out early with a knee injury. He's going to IR. He's going to miss three games. Uh, I honestly think Odell will be back this week. Granted, I don't like Odell. I don't own him at all, but I think he'll be a fine start if Jarvis isn't there. Because like I always say, they have to throw the ball somewhere. All right, the LA Rams defeated the, the Indianapolis Colts 27-24. Uh, Wentz made a lot of callous mistakes in this game. I honestly thought him and Frank Wright would be a match made in heaven, you know, by being the reunion. But I knew he Wentz was done in 
Philly when he had to pass by the foal statue every day to work. I was like, oh, yeah, this won't last long. You can't pass by that statue knowing it should have been you and perform as you should. Uh, Wentz has two sprained ankles, so he will be out sometime. I haven't got to received a uh, timeline on that just yet. Uh, Jacob Eason is a starter. So you have to sit everybody in this offense other than Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Michael Pittman, he he was about to make uh, Matthew Barry's love list. Uh, he went for 123 on 12 catches. Yeah, 12 catches. Um, he looked good, but I don't trust any receiver in this offense without Wentz. Um, the backfield breakdown, it, it, it looked like Hines was going to be a sneaky pick, but not anymore since uh, somebody invited uh, Marlon Mack to the party. Let's give you the backfield breakdown. Uh, Taylor had 30 plays, Hines 25 plays, and Marlon Mack with 13. So it looked like a three-headed backfield. You have to avoid it like the plague at this point. You can only play Jonathan Taylor. You can keep keep an eye out on Hines. You just don't know how it's going to pan out with three a three-headed backfield. I don't know if I've ever seen a three-headed backfield work out because you never know who's going to get the bulk of the yards or the touchdowns. So you have to go with the starter when that happens. Cooper Cup went nuclear. Oh, he's probably won you week one and week two if you drafted him. Um, I still like Stafford. Stafford looks good in this offense. Darrell Henderson looked good, but he just went down with a rib injury. And it'll come down to pain tolerance and functionality. We don't know if he'll just try to tough it out with a flak vest. But either way, you don't want to start either one of these backs between him and Sonny Michelle because they're going against Tampa Bay. Um, it's one to monitor, especially if you are the Darrell Henderson owner. Um, you're going to start Robert Woodge. You're going to start uh, Cooper Cup, of course. But the backfield, you got to stay away from it as far as right now. All right, the Baltimore Ravens defeated the Kansas City Chiefs, and this was a this was a great game to to end the week. Um, the Ravens seemed like they just wanted it more. Uh, when it comes to the Chiefs, I think the only concern you have is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, he looks bad, and you drafted him so early, it's nothing you can do. Can't trade him. You could start him, and you're just hoping he falls in the end zone, but that's as far as it goes. Uh, they bracketed uh, Hill all night, so they, they just weren't giving up any big plays. They kept everything in front of them. That's why Kelsey had still came away with a great game. Everything was hit un- underneath, and which that was a great game plan. You don't want to give up 80 yarders. Uh, but that's just it. You know, you're still playing Hill every week. You, you're not avoiding it at all. Uh, Marquise Brown came away with seven catches, 109 yards, and a TD. If he's on your waiver wire, go at him. I think he's on in 60% of leagues. I have to go check that. I know in two of my leagues, I need to whisper this. He's not on. He's on the waiver wire, so I'm going to try to get him. But if you owned him in the previous, you know, year or two, he's been shaky. So that's why he's still on the waiver wire. Um, but Lamar looks good. He, is a, he has a 100-yard floor as far as rushing. So that's what you're banking on. Um, he's a cheat code. Up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, B.A. He's an absolute cheat code. Shout out to my people who remember that cheat code. Um, Lamar just wanted it more. Um, the backfield breakdown. It's a three-headed backfield. You want no parts. Tyson Williams, Lat Murray, and Devontae Freeman. Those carries went 13, 9, and 2. It's three-headed run. All right, the Tennessee Titans beat the... Seattle Seahawks, 33-30 in overtime. This was a good game as well. Um, King Henry, King Henry, 
put some respect on that. Single-handedly beat the Seahawks. 35 carries, 182 yards, three touchdowns. He will win you a league like none other. And what he did in this game, he came away with six catches for 55 yards. If he catches six balls a game, he will be the number one running back. That's the only thing that separates him from CMC and Dalvin Cook. That he doesn't catch the ball as much. I've been watching him a long time as an Alabama fan, and he can't catch the ball. And he is crazy in space because your your linebacker isn't going to be able to do anything with him. He's, he's the same size, and he's three times faster. Um, Tannehill can't be streamed right now. A.J. Brown had three, I think, three catches for like 30 or 40 yards, but he still had a team high in six targets. I think him and Julio shared six, which they robbed Julio of the touchdown, but he looked good. You got to be nervous about A.J. Brown, though. Um, As far as Seattle, I don't think I have anything to go over. Uh, Tyler Lockett went bananas again. They've been talking about him all offseason. I picked him up in many places I could, and it's paying, out. It's paying, it's paying dividends right now, so to speak. You still buy low on Metcalf. If he doesn't find it, look at the injury reports. Make sure he's not really injured. Buy low because he is going to go crazy very soon. This offense is just too high powered for him not to be a top five wide receiver. All right, that's enough of the games. Let's get into why you're actually here. It's for the waiver wire pickups of the week. Uh, my number one running back is James Flight White. Um, he is a PPR machine. And all he needed was an immobile QB. That's why he he disappeared from the scene last year with uh, Cam Newton, because he has a running. Even time you have a running QB, your your pass catching running backs just don't perform the way they should because it's not a lot of checkdowns. Um, but he is a six catch, fifty yard floor guy. And you know if he if Dar- Damian Harris, even though he doesn't fumble a lot. That's why I think James White got the rushing touchdown. He doesn't fumble a lot, but if he does, James White might take over this backfield. Like, Belichick trusts him more than probably anybody on his team, honestly. So he's the number one ad. All right, the number two running back to pick up this week on the waiver wire is none other than Cordero Patterson. Yeah, that feels gross, doesn't it? Yeah, it's going to feel gross if you add him on the waiver wire, but I feel like I'm going to regret it already, but... I think it's worth noting that he should be picked up. Uh, he looks like he might be a good part of this offense, considering they're going to be down, they're going to need to pass. And he's great in space. He always has been. Um, th- this feels like if you're playing a pickup game and it's basketball, and you're, you're trying to pick the fifth player to run whole court, and you look over at this guy, he's the last person standing there. He has a patch over his eye. He has a wooden foot. And he has on Crocs. He's not prepared to play at all, but you just pick him anyway because you need the fifth player. That's what it's going to feel like. But you need to do it. He's 17% owned. And he has wide receiver running back eligibility in Yahoo. So pick him up as the number two waiver wire pickup for running backs. Coming in at number three is Tony Pollard uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. He could easily be the number one pick on this list. And he honestly... He should be for the, uh, if you're the Zeke owner. Uh, He went for 13 for 109, and he had three grabs, and he looks like he's shot out of a cannon every time he gets the ball. If you're a Zeke owner, you should be terrified right now because he's going to eat into the, they can't just put the rap, put him back in the wrapper now. Not how he's been playing these last two games in which he's outproduced Zeke. This will be a 50-50 split in which he's one of those guys you can, 
you can probably start. He's probably like in the James James White category. You can start, and if Zeke goes down, I'm not hoping that happens. But this guy is a top five running back if Zeke goes down. So he can be interchanged with number one. It all depends on your actual needs. All right, the number one QB to add is Derek Carr of the Las Vegas Raiders. He's a 27% on. He's played two top 10 defenses so far, and I wouldn't say decimated them, but he played very well, and they're 2-0. Uh, he threw for 435 and 2 in the first game, 382 and 2 in the second game. This is a team that doesn't care about running. As soon as I seen that they made Peyton Barber, their, Peyton Barber their starting running back, nah, this isn't a running team at all. They're going to air it out. So even if you even if you have, like, say, for instance, you have Brady, and you're like, I don't need a, a quarterback. Find out who your opponent is. What if your opponent has Tannehill? Trust me, he is going to get Derek Carr. This might need to be your number one pickup if you're, play, if you're playing against an opponent who has a shaky quarterback right now. Go and get Derek Carr because you're going to think about it afterwards. After he beats you and Derek Carr puts up 30, you're going to wish you had picked up Carr off the waiver wire in which you, be, you might be ahead of him on the waiver order. So make sure you pay attention to little things like that. That's going to, that's going to give you the edge. All right, the top wide receiver to pick up this week will be Rondell Moore. Uh, he only played 46% of the snaps, but he led the team in targets and yards. Um, he's dynamic in space, and they have they make plays for him. Like he has a lot of screen plays. Uh, anytime Kyler's scrambling, he's looking for him because he knows once he gets the ball to him, he's gonna make something happen. Now, granted, I'm not saying you have to start him because this is a it's a scary start in this this Cardinals offense because you don't know who the guy's gonna be. It could be any. It could be Hopkins, Christian Kirk. Or Rondell Moore. Like, all these guys are going to touch the ball. And A.J. Green came away with a touchdown last week. So, I'm not saying you have to start him, but I think he should be on. And the sneakiest uh, waiver wire ad this week is K.J. Osborne, wide receiver from the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, this past week, he went for five grabs, 91 yards, and a tud. Uh, the first week, he came away with 14 PPR points. Uh, this is one that it feels like you're beating everybody to the punch. Um, he's a second year breakout player. That's how I feel after watching him in the first two games. Um, it's hard to, the reason why it's difficult is because it's not too many QBs can support three wide receivers and an elite running back. But this is a wait and see moment. You want to monitor it while he's on your bench. I'm not saying he's a star. He's probably wide receiver four against Seattle this week, but you need to have him on your team because after they, the departure of Kyle Rudolph and... Irv Smith getting hurt, I think they've just punted on having tight ends out there. They picked up Chris Herndon, but that's not working out. So they've been running 11 personnel, which they have three wide receivers on the field 88% of the time. So he's gonna his snaps are going to go up because he's performing. So uh, go get K.J. Osborne. If you made it this far, I want to thank you for being a part of the Fantasy Fixers family. Uh, if you're 0-2, 1-1, one one, pick your chin up. Call me. I'm Winston Wolf of, of Pulp Fiction. I'm the fixer. I'm here to get your team right. I'm here to get you to the playoffs. That's what I do. That's my goal for each and every one of you. Uh, good luck on the waiver wire. You're, you're a mean one. You got to be the Grinch when it comes to the waiver wire. Hey, good luck. Let's go.